I'm Julie Gould and this is the Science Mamas podcast where we'll be sharing tales and tips from the lives of mamas in science. In this episode we're hearing from science mama Dame Athene Donald. She's a professor of physics at the University of Cambridge and a fellow of the Royal Society. She has two children, both of whom were born in the 1980s, and they arrived at a time when she was the only female full-time professor at her university, and there was little to no infrastructure for parental support. I suppose I, I naively thought, well, I'll get my degree and work for a couple of years in some nebulous way and then settle down and have a family, because that was kind of the expectation. You actually didn't intend to be a scientist at all? No, it was only after I started my second postdoc that I fell in love with research. But as a, a young woman growing up in the 60s, careers and women weren't particularly talked about. I always knew I wanted to go to university and read physics, but I didn't think beyond that. So you you didn't have any plans of, of what you wanted to do with it or, or where you wanted it to go? No, I mean, it, it just, you know, I suppose I, I naively thought, well, I'll get my degree and work for a couple of years in some nebulous way and then settle down and have a family because that was kind of the expectation. It didn't quite turn out for you that way. Uh, you're now actually a very well-established experimental physicist at the University of Cambridge. And you also had the children, so you've actually done both. You had your children back in their 80s, is that right? That's right, yes. My first child, my son was born in 86 and my daughter in 88. When you had your son in 86, what career stage were you at? I was pregnant when I took up my lectureship, which was in the start of the academic year, 1985, I didn't know I was pregnant. And clearly no one else knew I was pregnant. Um, <laughs> but I had been a Royal Society University Research Fellow. I was one of the very first cohort there. And when the lectureship came up at the Cavendish, the Department of Physics in Cambridge, I went and talked to the guy who I guess was then head of department, but he was also, if you like, head of the area in which I was working and said, look, I want to have a family. And he said to me, intelligent women should have children, which was incredibly encouraging. So I had my first child in my first year of my lectureship. And so I was able to take 16 weeks paid maternity leave, which was all you got in those days. And I took that and then came back to work, I guess. That must have been sort of the start of the next academic year. And what was the response from your colleagues when you did discover that you were pregnant and you had literally I mean, just started this job? Yeah, I, I mean, no one made any comment at all. And I was the first woman to be on the permanent staff at the Cavendish. No one said, look what happens when you appoint a woman. No one said that to my face. And I never got any sense that they felt like that behind my back. They just, it appeared just to be fine. They took it in their stride. Uh, perhaps because it hadn't happened before, they didn't think every time we hire a young woman, this is what happens. I wonder, because you were the first female permanent members of staff there, 
Was there any internal support for you in terms of having a family and having children whilst you were working and taking time off? Or was it literally just the, the government 16 weeks that it you were allowed? It was just the 16 weeks. I didn't ask for any support. I didn't get any support. I mean, I don't think... You see, in many ways, I think I was naive. The system was naive. No one talked about it at all. Looking back, one of the things I remember very clearly about my maternity leave was writing a lecture course while I was on maternity leave and coming back and probably lecturing it that first term I was back. I can't quite remember the timings, but I know I was writing it when I was on leave. And now people wouldn't do that. They wouldn't expect you to come back and give a new lecture course. I didn't feel particularly heart done by. In fact, in some ways, I think it gave me something to keep my brain ticking over. You and your husband made the decision that it would be your husband who would become the primary carer of your children. So something that I, I imagine at the time was also completely novel. So tell me a little bit about how you decided to do it that way round. And I won't say it was forced on us, but, but at the time that we had the first job, my husband had a research fellowship. And when that came to an end which must have been after our second child was born, I had already got my permanent position. So there was nothing available in Cambridge for him. And so the choice essentially was, did I throw up my job and move somewhere where he could get a job? Or did he, to some extent, stop trying to find a job in Cambridge? And in the end, that was what he did. I think, as many a woman has done, he thought he might drop out for a little while, but not permanently, but that is how it panned out. I think he found it hard to cope with, if you like, but it's not easy. I think it is getting more common. How did you find ways to support each other emotionally through those challenges that you might have had? I guess we kept talking. That's really all you can do. In your time as a, a scientist and a researcher, how have you seen attitudes change towards women having children and becoming a scientist? Well, I'm not sure they've changed for the better, actually. And as I say, my naivety and everyone's naivety around, I think, actually made it easier for me. And I think now it's much more cold-blooded, if you like, that you have formally to declare what you're doing. So if I go back to, to when my children were small, I actually worked what you might call incredibly flexibly because I still, for all my, my husband may have been the primary carer, I still did you know, a lot with them. I wasn't an absent mother. And I could do that and no one questioned where I was if I wasn't in the department. And I think it's much harder, the requirement that you sort of officially declare, I am going to work the following hours. I can see why they need to, and with more and more women having children, perhaps it is necessary. As Master of a College at the University of Cambridge and as someone who has you know, supported and mentored many students, researchers throughout their careers, oh, and also as, as a mother, what <laughs> advice do you have for any women or men who choose to have children but who are also wanting to continue to work within academia? discuss plans in advance with your partner, work out how you might do it. Realise that if you are staying in academic science for your entire life, the period when you are on maternity leave and thereafter very short of sleep is really quite a small part. And if you put things at work on a back burner for a little while, 
you can step up again later. That is totally fine. Use the flexibility that academic careers offer. I think it's in a way not, not to be frightened to try and combine it. Don't beat yourself up that you're not doing everything perfectly. And recognise that the time will come when your children are less demanding and you will be able to get fully back into it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that, does it, at the time? No, I know. <laughs> I know, but, but life is long. <laughs> yes, of course. All right, Athene, thank you so very much for sharing your story with us today. Now, if you've got a science mama story that you would like to share or you know a science mama who has a great story to tell, then please do get in touch via our website, sciencemamas.com. We are keen to hear from you and we really want to share your stories because there are other science mamas and potential science mamas and science papas who really want to hear more about what it is really like, both the good and the bad and the sometimes ugly. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Julie Gould. I love my science mama. I love my science mama. I love my science mama.